Hi, and welcome to The Shit That Happens to Me, a podcast about life, love, and everything in between. I'm your host, Stacey Nye, psychologist, passionate storyteller, wife, mother, wannabe famous person. Now sit back and listen, because I'm here to tell you about The Shit That Happens to Me. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Shit That Happens to Me podcast. I'm so excited today. I have a very special guest, Ryan Mason. Hi, Ryan. Ah, hi, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. Uh, nice to be here. I'm having fun, just kind of checking in. You'll probably hear my children in the background because you know my life right now is pretty wild in the in the pandemic era. How are yeah. you surviving? I'm I'm doing okay. It's been. Um, you know, it's been a long six months. I don't know. Maybe it's been three years. It's hard to tell by now, but it's six um, months that feels like three years. That's what it is. Right. Um, Ryan, can you tell us a little bit um, about like who you are and how you think I know you? Oh, cool. Uh, I don't know. I guess I don't know how you know me. That'd be, that'll be even more interesting. Uh, But I'm a, I'm a standup comedian, a working standup comedian uh, from Wisconsin. Uh, I live in the Milwaukee area, but I've toured kind of around uh, the United States performing stand-up comedy for almost 10 years now, um, which sounds like a long time, but really yes. in the grand scheme of things, it's not too long. Um, but my general performing is based out of Milwaukee, where I uh, helped to run some shows for Milwaukee Comedy, um, which is a great outfit. And I performed on all the big stages in Milwaukee, like the Paps Theater, uh, the Turner Hall, um, the Riverside Theater, um, places like that. So um, I have some experience opening for some really big comedians um, like Dennis Miller or nice. um, Kumail Nanjiani, Jen Kirkman, um, the list goes on and on. But really, I just, um, I guess people tend to know me from just telling jokes and being in front of people. Uh-huh. Well, that sounds like fun. So you don't know how I know you? No. I mean, we really just met this second, but um, I actually found you on the Milwaukee comedy website. So um, I cool. was, yeah, like looking for some guests and I found a bunch of names and I saw some of your clips on um, Instagram. And um, so, yeah, so here we are. Wow. My, my social media persona precedes Definitely. me. That's, that doesn't Definitely. happen all the time. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Milwaukee comedy is awesome. Like they helped me to um, book shows and like meet new people for sure. Cause like, I, you know, tonight, for example, I'm driving to Appleton, Wisconsin, to go perform in front of some people I've never met before, and a lot of times I'm I'm actually never really that shy to talk to new people. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my job um, as a comedian. So it's great to meet you. Well, good. It's great to meet you too. So and um, hopefully, I don't know, maybe something crazy will happen during our talk that you can talk about tonight. During you never your know. Talk. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but. You you mentioned to me that you like to talk a lot about your kids. You've got some kids in the behind that closed door, right? How many? Yeah, kids you can. Have? Yeah, they're in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably hear them in the background. Yeah. No, I think yeah, a lot of my stand-up act is about my kids. Um, I'm you know a little bit older than some of the comedians that you'll see, and uh, so I like to look great for 90. Let oh me my gosh. Right. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, but I like to do structure my act a lot about what's going on in my life and they're my favorite people. So I, and they like, 
did you have boys or did you have uh girls i have two boys okay i have two boys too so you probably know that like boys are rambunctious they fight they get after each other and mine are like no different they are definitely that type you probably hear them right now screaming at each other it's great (laughs) but uh like so some of the things that i think have made it into my actual jokes are like you know potty training is a big one like that's that's definitely one that makes it in there like when how boys show love to one another is kind of a part of my uh act and it's something that I talk about because like they love each other but they don't always show it the right way you know what I mean so like I'm always as a parent I'm always (laughs) waiting for that moment where it's like you guys are best friends and you now you know it but most of the time it's like them hitting each other and trying to kill each other so that's that's the primary I, I just want to say that even when they're, um, how old are my boys, like 27 and 25, they still talk like that, you know? So one, one of the, they were, we were on this texting chain last night and my older son said to the younger son, um, oh, well, you should try doing it this way. And the younger son just answered, you're so cool. You know, so even when they they truly are best friends, they're still going to give each other shit like that. So, oh, for sure. And I'm a brother, too. Like my brother is uh, 18 months older than me, Irish twins. Right. And they and he and I like still fight and stuff like that. But he's a great uncle for my kids. But like the stories I think about is like um, when they are trying to help each other or when you're you're old enough now where they like can conspire against you. I'm mine are three and five years old so like when they conspire against you it's like they're easy to outwit you know what yeah. I mean they're they're not like the they're not the smartest yet so like I can, I can generally like figure out what they're up to and take care of business but sometimes they surprise you and come up with something that really really knocks your socks off with like oh my gosh, I feel like they're trying to trick me. Like sometimes they'll take something of yours and it'll just show up weeks later. Has that ever happened to you? Or like, they'll take your, like your, the channel remote. We'll, we'll have like a search for the channel remote. We'll, we'll turn the whole house upside down. And then, you know, a week later, we'll find it in my son's bedroom. And we'll be like, he obviously did this because he was mad at us. Which is it's more funny. like now they just, they dump things at our house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anymore, but I don't want you to throw it away. So here, I'm going to put it in your basement. Hold this forever in case I need it. Yeah. Well, my son, the one story I talk about in my in my stand-up act, like really regularly, is I get to travel all over Wisconsin for comedy, and I took my sons to like northern Wisconsin, and we were playing outside. And I'm from Wisconsin, so I I feel like I know you know the outdoors and being up north is like such a part of our culture but we were playing and a porcupine was in like in the yard we were like in this cabin and all of a sudden a porcupine walked out into the yard and I don't know like I'm from the city you know so I was like I think this is an escaped zoo convict right here (laughs) like so I was like very scared like I was talking to my wife I was like we should call the, the authorities we should call the zoo to pick him up and um but we had to get our kids inside really fast so I was screaming at my kids like there's a porcupine get inside everybody run run and my kids are like we don't know what a porcupine is they just froze you you were gonna get attacked by this porcupine I don't know I don't know well I always say that like it 
it was dangerous and it smelled like shit. So obviously okay. they would want to touch it because they're yeah, boys. Right, right. <laughs> so my fear was like, they will just go up and hug this thing because it's there and it looks like a dog. So we were screaming at them, like get inside. And they didn't know what a porcupine was. So we just started like yelling other things, you know, like it's a knife dog, get inside, <laughs> you know, like, and they listened, which was, you know, oh. the one time they've ever done that. So it was yeah. a big moment for us. <laughs> a knife dog. Is that what you, that's what you said? Needle yeah. bear. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. We didn't, right. we didn't have like exact, it was just whatever was on Peppa Pig the day before we would just oh. shout out. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but that's like pretty kind. That's like one of the things I talk about in my, my, my uh, stand-up act is like how to, how to deal with two boys is pretty interesting. Potty training is another one we talk about yeah. a lot. How'd that go? I mean, <laughs> with the second one like trains themselves, right? The first right. one's the really hard one, but you're just like, it's all, everything's new. You're new as a parent and you don't know what you're doing. I think as a parent, when I was first starting out, I was like, this is easy. And then oh, like yeah. immediately found out it was, <laughs> I was wrong, you know? Yeah, right. Um, so the the one story I talk about is my younger son would just he it never occurred to him to go to the bathroom so he would just be like in the living room and we like we were of the method we're very like hippy dippy my wife and I yeah um very crunchy and we were like our strategy is just no, bottomless nudity. yeah yeah nudity forever right, right? in perpetuity you know like yeah. and we were like that's fine uh, but one day my younger son he just like shit on the floor just a rock just like a just a brick um and he picked it up with his hand like just picked it up like a like you know like an old woman at the grocery store testing an avocado you know and my young my oldest son just looked at him and said you know don't eat that (laughs) (laughs) so I was like oh well that's at least something like he at least loves him a little bit enough to do that right yeah I mean uh, how did that go for you that's many years ago, I assume. That was that was quite a long time ago, you know. I assume um, your boys are potty trained. <laughs> they're potty trained by now, for, for the most part, uh, as far as I know. But I think, you know, I did. Now I'm an eating disorder therapist. I don't know if you know that. Cool. And so um, I, I didn't know you were a therapist because I listened to yeah. one episode. You talked a little bit about that. I thought that was really I, neat. I treat eating disorders, and so. That's only relevant here because I try not to use food as rewards, but I totally succumbed to the, you know, one M&M for a pee and two for a poop because we could not get my son to, you know, go on the toilet. And that that worked marvelously. Like that really worked. So, yeah. So now if he eats a whole bag of M&Ms, he's just (laughs) like, he has to go to the bathroom right away. Yeah, right, right, right. He's still (laughs) Halloween's a tough time. Yeah. (laughs) I can imagine. That's interesting. So how do I get my kids to stop eating chicken fingers? What's the, maybe just stop feeding them to them? Well, no, chicken fingers are okay. They're fine. I'm, I believe in like all, I mean, food is good. You can't put too many restrictions on your kids because then they'll grow up with problems. So I like that. I like that. Yeah. We're all like, you know, try and give them healthy food. But when you're in a pinch, like there's so many times where you're running out the door. Just yesterday we were we were going to golf uh, with my, my sons. Cause like, you know, socially distanced world. Right. My kid yeah. used to play like all the traditional sports like baseball and basketball. And now we're like, now you play the alone sports, mm-hmm. you know, you'll play golf and I don't know, hiking. Those are your right. sports now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your new heroes are like 
the guy who Mount Everest was, he conquered that. Like, so we're doing yeah. golf and my sons are like so tired. And um, I definitely gave them some Skittles to get them ramped up for golf, which doesn't seem very counterintuitive, right? To be like, yeah, here's a, a calming <laughs> sport where you're supposed right. to have like nerves of steel and my kids just out there shaking from Skittles. <laughs> but he hit that ball, let me tell you. <laughs> okay. So not even mini golf, like real golf. Yeah, like like golf, golf. Um, okay. It's a frustrating. Well, that's the thing. My wife was like, "Isn't golf really frustrating?" Mm-hmm. And I had to like be like, "Yes, it is." But golf's a good place to learn how you deal with frustration. You know okay. what I mean? Plus, when you're on the golf course, you can deal with it through like alcohol or cursing. Those are the those well, are the not guys. the kids, the parents maybe. Uh, right, 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 right. Yeah. No, that's how I deal with my kids. Right, right. <laughs> no, I, I rem- my son will be really mad I'm telling this story, but um, we had a birthday, you know, just a family at mini golf and he wasn't doing well. And he literally like took his club and just threw it on the ground and oh, no. left. You know, he was like seven, you know, <laughs> like I'm done with this, gone. But yeah, it is frustrating. We're a pretty competitive family anyway, so we all like to win. My wife's super competitive. And so my 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 oldest son is also. He's like a real like I have to win. He cries if he loses. But my wife is the type where she's like, Did you did you let your kids win when you played board games and stuff with them? Um, maybe like sometimes, but not all the time. Right. <laughs> my wife's like, this game of Candyland. It ain't over till it's over. Yeah, right. To the winner go the spoils, you know, right. blood right. on the on the tracks. She's like, she doesn't, she doesn't care. I'm kind of like the softer side. And I'll be I might let them win every once in a while. But if yeah. it's sports like outdoors, like basketball or something, they're gonna they're gonna get swatted. Yeah. That's right. for sure. I'm trying to think of the other story I tell about my my kids is like language is a big one, right? Like yeah. when they're learning their words and stuff like that. Did your, you swear, I mean, this podcast has a, a curse word in it. Did I, your kids I, swear? Um, did they swear? I mean, I don't, I'd like to think I didn't swear when they were younger. Um, until, I, I do remember that um, they were at, they were going to camp one day. And I think I sweared maybe for the first time. I, I think I, I went like, shit. And then my, my younger son literally got on the camp bus and told the counselor, my mom just said shit. Like it was like five (laughs) minutes. Just ratted you out. And somehow I heard about that, but so, you know. That sounds like my kids. Like, so they, my family, like we, it's hard to edit. Like we're all living at home now. Like I work at home now and my wife works at home now and we're around our kids. So they get to see us when we're frustrated and when we're dealing with like issues and things like that. But my kids will ask a lot, like, is this a swear word? Or, or you know, like my, my mom who takes care of them from time to time, she has a much lower threshold for like what is considered a swear word. So she'll right. say like sucks is a swear word or, you know, dang is a swear word. And then my, my kids will like tell me that I've said a swear word a hundred times a day and I'll be like those aren't the real ones the real ones are like fucking shit and don't say those (laughs) but my kids are like they they have said swear words from time to time um which is funny to me as a comedian I always laugh but then like when they're in school 
and their teacher's like, hey, your kid, you know, just casually said shit, like yeah. in conversation. Right. Um, I'm really impressed with the teachers because most of the time they just ignore it. They yeah. just let it slide, which, you know, my mom's a teacher and I know she swears, um, but she has, she's less tolerance for her grandchildren. I think the funniest thing that happened recently was my son just outside was like, man, mom really needs to pick up the dog shit out here. Just, just in casual conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, she does. Uh, I agree. You should go tell her that. Now, my husband really doesn't swear at all. So he has a very low tolerance for swearing. And so is he I, like a preacher or something? Is he no, like, was he raised like all. really religious? No, no. He just doesn't like it. So, um, and depending on what show I'm watching at the time, I think, like when I watched Dexter, I don't know if you ever saw Dexter. Sure, sure. And Deb was constantly coming up with new ways to say fuck. Right. You know, like my favorite one was fuckity fuck fuck. And um, now I would never say that like at home, you know, right. and would just literally melt if I said that. But so I just have like swear words just come out of my mouth as part of conversation. Um, but not when, not back then. I, I held it in back then. I see. I'm like, that's like, what are you, what makes you a prude or whatever? And like, mine is not swear words doesn't make me a prude. I definitely, but if there's a TV show, like I didn't like Dexter cause I don't like watching like all the salacious stuff or the, you know, the real sexy time stuff. It makes me really uncomfortable which my really? wife is like, how is that? You're like a 35 year old guy. Like, shouldn't you just right. like, like not care about that stuff. But even in my, even in my like comedy, I don't even like talking about it. So I, if you see me dancing around words, it's always about that stuff, which probably you're a, you're a therapist. So you probably can unpack that. <laughs> but my kids <laughs> we'll like that now, but yeah, <laughs> I should be, I mean, I'm, <clears throat> I'm definitely used to like, you know, nakedness and stuff like that. And I was like, the kids yeah. are always naked. They're peeing in the yard constantly that was a new thing like when we taught her that was another story like when we taught our kids to potty train like the easiest thing way to do it for boys was just like you can go in the yard and they were so excited I'm sure. to like go in the yard and like this new freedom that like you know what I think I'm gonna go pee in the yard um <laughs> but then I realized it was a problem when we were at um where were we, we were at a brewer's game in the parking lot now a lot of people have peed in that parking lot. Just Probably. just just yeah. for for the sake of of like reality here, like a lot of people have peed in that parking lot. You, I, you pro it, I probably have. The new American Family Park. Oh yeah, did I call it Miller Park? <laughs> right. I'm just teasing. But I refuse I, to call it whatever they're making me call it. Yeah. But my son was like, I have to go and just drop trow and pee on a tree, like right in front of a police officer. <laughs> Oh, no. um, to which I was like, I don't know why he's doing that officer arrest him. You know, this is a good time for a lesson. Um, but they didn't say anything. Of course, you know, there were so many people there that they have to deal with. And my son, you know, yeah. then you have to tell him like some places it's okay to do that, you know, and yeah. some places it's not. Right. Um, and to which he just says like, dad, will you do it everywhere? And I'm like, that's, let's not even talk about that. You know? <laughs> Mostly lying to your kids is like, there's just specific times you really have to do it. Do you remember a time, do you have like, what's the biggest, do you tell lies to your kids still? You got to, right? No. So I really learned my lesson. I mean, when they were little, we told little lies, like trying to get my son to buy 
like a new pair of shoes. And we said to him, you know, Spider-Man has these shoes. <laughs> so, right. and that was, you know, how we would get him to like buy the shoes. But truly the last time I lied to my kid was um, my younger son, Jesse. Um, I was putting him to bed and the phone rang. This is back when there was still like a landline. Mm. And it was one of his friends calling to talk to him. But, you know, I was putting him to bed. So he needed to go to bed. So yeah. I was like, well, he can't talk. You can talk to him tomorrow. And I went back to his room and he said, who was that on the phone? And I lied to him. And I must be a bad oh, no. liar because he knew immediately. I don't know how that I was lying. And he probably to this day doesn't trust me because I lied to him that oh. one day when he was maybe eight years old. So I really try not to lie, which oh. also means, you know, like when your kids guess what? They're going to ask you things like, did you ever smoke pot? Um, and then you no. go, no. <laughs> well, you know, I asked like a lot of my psychologist friends, do you tell your kids if you smoke pot, you know, and um, many of them said, no, don't tell them that lie to really? them. Yes. And even so in the psychologist community the child psychologist said oh, no man. don't tell them that but i couldn't do that so i think i'd go further i think i'd be they'd be like did you smoke pot i'd be like i did i did pcp that's why you are the way you are you know <laughs> so like it's a slippery slope yeah make, make yourself seem more dangerous that's what i think yeah. like i'm unpredictable you don't know what's yeah. gonna happen all right right right, right. <laughs> i think that's the that's the route to go yeah my son i have a story about how um my son because we're doing all the you know tooth fairy and santa claus yeah, and all that I stuff, hate that stuff. Yeah. Um, which is awful right um my son recently lost his first tooth when we were on vacation we were again up north in a cabin and we had no dollar bills so we were like what can we give we gave him like a deck of cards we're like here you go you know straight from the casino <laughs> the tooth fairy brought yeah. Yeah. The she must love the casino there's coins there there's probably like a whole thing but then uh my son asked about like Santa and he was like, how did Santa become so powerful or how did he get magic powers? And um, I, I lied and said he drank a potion and I thought that was good. But that wife, was the lie. I, that was the lie. I was like, <laughs> yeah. well, I told him. Cause I was like, I have no idea. You know, I'm not, we're not religious <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> but, uh, but we, uh, my wife was like, he's going to drink poison. Like he is going to wander around the house, just drinking things. And I was like, I guess maybe he'll get magic powers. You never know, but he hasn't asked me since. So I think no. he oh, solved boy. the problem. I mean, we, we took that. Um, my husband, you know, made himself in charge of the tooth fairy. And I will say one of like their favorite movies to watch growing up was meatballs. Of which course. let me say right now hasn't aged well i don't no, recommend probably not. watch it now as much as you know you gotta love bill murray but there's a character in the very beginning and i don't remember where it happens in the movie um bill murray calls himself jerry aldini i think is when he's being interviewed by the um by the reporter about the camp he calls himself mm -hmm. jerry aldini i don't know so our tooth fairy my husband named jerry aldini and so that's what all of the notes were signed. And my kids literally oh, those are my kids losing a tooth right now. 
my kids literally grew up thinking the name of the tooth fairy was Jerry Aldini. And they would like tell other kids and other kids would look at them and go, what, who, what are you talking about? Right. And that's so, what they figure out, right? When they go and they like exchange the facts with one another yes. where they're like, they're like, here's what I, here's what I know. Here's the intel that I have about the, the tooth fairy or the east fairy. there's just too many of them that's my problem i have to feel like they should all be connected like if if we're gonna have one or like for every holiday we should just have one major one because like the easter bunny like all the extra stuff like it's too much it's too much like if i i can't remember all the stories myself but i can't imagine my kids do either they haven't really like they're not really committed to any of the the giant lies those are the big lies right yeah isn't it weird too that like those are lies that we just commit to as parents too we're just like we I don't have to do those I don't think it's right I just don't <laughs> think it's right and in fact you know we're Jewish and so um you know we told my kids that Santa wasn't real and mm-hmm. he said you know you can't tell anybody don't go tell oh. your Christian friends that Santa's not I thought you were gonna be like man spread the word okay we're tired <laughs> oh, of this no, <laughs> no but my older son did tell his he ruined it for um, his friend, Aubrey. He said, you know, Santa's not real. And, oh, we got a phone call later that day. Oh, boy. Well, he, there you go. He ruined that's, it That's Aubrey. fun. That's going to be a fun <laughs> conversation. Other parents is like a, a thing I, I talk about in my um, comedy work is like, you know, when you're a young parent and you're still figuring out who you are as a parent, you always use other parents as like a measuring stick for yeah. yourself, which is never a great idea in my opinion. Right. Like, cause you're always going to lose. Um, you know, one of the things that I th- think about is like, going to, to like preschool with my son is we listen to a lot. Of, I listen to a lot of like heavy metal or like loud music and stuff. And my yeah. son, it was one of the things that he really liked. So like on the way to preschool, we listened to like really loud music <laughs> just to like, <laughs> sort of, instead of getting teary eyed and like concerned, we'd get fired up and excited about stuff which is our process you know but I I definitely like see the other moms at preschool when I turn pull up and my car is just blaring with like death metal and then I let out my demon child to go in and like pull their kid's hair out um, which is fun I think the joke that I do in my act is like if they if they ask me you know if my son brings up raising the dead and drinking blood we'll just lie and say we're catholic (laughs) that's the plan yeah now does he did the kids get in any trouble at all at school i mean yes my older son has had a few instances where like he's he's not like he's kind of a little bully but he's more like a lone wolf and he doesn't want to have like any um other people kind of affecting him is one of the things um he he will say like this girl was really bossy to me that's it's always a girl that was bossy to him and uh (laughs) I I remember going into his classroom and I was like I'm gonna figure out which one of these girls is so bossy to him and uh (laughs) and so I was volunteering at his class and he was like oh it's this girl over here was really bossy and it was this girl and she was so tall (laughs) I was like oh my gosh she's she must be like she's so tall for a five-year-old yeah and she like kind of told me what to do one time and I was like you know what I'm kind of scared of her too like she's gonna be really big uh so let's just avoid her maybe that's okay 
Wow. But he's, yeah, he was a real lone wolf. And his, uh, his teacher said that he really likes the kitchen area where they get to play with this like fake kitchen and cooking area. So he'd be really protective of his kitchen and, and just know, you know, he's like a little Gordon Ramsay in there, just, you know, calling people donkeys and telling them to leave. But that's, <laughs> that's how he, he rolls. So yeah. My other son's like a real lover. He's like the type that will come up and give you a hug and introduce himself. He's three, but he's like very wow. vocal. Charmer. Um, yes, that's that's an interesting one is is he's like the opposite. He, you know, when they're like stranger danger, he's never, that yeah. concept does not. Really <laughs> it doesn't apply. Him. Okay. And especially now it's like the pandemic, we barely let our kids out of the house ever. Yeah. And so if we go somewhere with him, he's like, now it's the time to meet everybody, right. <laughs> which I love as a person yeah. who that's like my job. He's, he's definitely yeah. takes after me. Are your boys similar in that fact? Are they like, well, um, my talkers older, like you, my older son is a real, uh, real talker. He's super social and really outgoing. And so he takes more after me because my husband's pretty quiet and, um, He's thriving um, in the pandemic, just being a, the, my husband, being a hermit. Yeah. Um, my younger son is much more quiet, so he can turn it on when he needs to, but he's not as outgoing as my older son. So. Sure. I feel like it'll change over time, but right now they, they are each other's only friends in some yeah. ways. Like they're each other's best friends. Right. which is so eerie to see like one moment I know these two are like beating each other up and then the next moment they're like doing something together it just yeah. really throws you for a loop as right. a parent it's, it's really interesting but you know they don't really conspire against each other too much um the one story I tell in my act about like showing each other how they love each other um the, my youngest son is the real lovey-dovey one and he yeah. tried to give his older brother a hug and he gave him a hug like from behind. And mm -hmm. so his brother thought he was like being attacked. And so he pushed him away and then he grabbed him by the penis and he screamed in his face. It's like, just like, <laughs> ah! no. so I was like, oh no. He was like really worried about this. Yeah. And then my youngest son, he just starts screaming, like just <laughs> screaming. Uh, and we were in Target. <laughs> oh. <laughs> of course you were. So, but that was one of those moments where it's like, I don't like other parents most of the time, but that was a moment where like, I got, I'm getting these dirty looks and then I get, I look over and there's another parent who's just like, oh yeah, yep. yeah, <laughs> for sure that happens. Like, and yeah. I was like, okay, we can, we can soldier on in this, right. in this moment. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, there was no penis grabbing moments that I know of. He was like a chimpanzee, you know, where they're like going to rip their face off. It's just face yeah. and, and genitals. That that was my my younger, my older son's instincts. I will say like from a protective measure, if he ever goes to prison or something like that, he's going to be fine. He'll be fine. Unless there's, right. that, unless there's that big girl from this class. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> then he'll have to watch out. No, I, my, um, my older son, you know, um, got into some trouble I mean nothing like major right like sent to the principal's office right he, it was always like someone else we were just talking about this like two weeks ago it was always someone else was you know like doing something bad and they would pull him in you know and then he my son was the one who got in trouble you know sure. um, he's no, a foot it soldier me. it was it was that person you know <laughs> or 
you know, oh man I was always that models. person I was the one who was recruiting the other kids to do oh. bad stuff I was like the worst I think the worst story from when I was in high school there's lots of worse stories but I was like one of those kids who was like get suspended or get like nearly get thrown out of school I was actually kicked out of an entire language at my high school they were like you you are you are no longer allowed (laughs) to study Spanish this is what they told me the assistant principal said this to me and I had this like long-standing feud with a Spanish teacher who I just didn't like and she didn't like me and we were constantly she would throw me out of class I'd come back and do something stupid and it just on and on and on so I decided my, I think it was like my sophomore year, I was like, let's do a prank on her because why not? She already hates me and this will probably, I'm going to get a bad grade in this class. Right. So I conspired with one of my friends who's like a 4.0 valedictor- valedictorian. Uh, he's Mormon. So it's like, he's like, there's this extra layer of like piety yeah. associated yeah. with him yeah. and his nine siblings. And uh we stole all of the Spanish books in the entire school so they couldn't actually have class so there <laughs> were like lanes at Ryan yeah so it was like there's <laughs> 80 books for textbooks and it's all the district couldn't afford probably and they were we stole all of them we were like let's take all of them but we weren't like we're not gonna like burn them or do anything like heinous yeah. to them we'll just take okay. them so they can't have class yeah. And our really genius part of the plan was like, where did we decide to hide all these books? Well, we hid them in my locker. Like, so <laughs> there's so many in my locker that I can't yeah. even use my locker. Yeah. Like, I can't even use my locker. Um, so I have to store my backpack in my best friend's locker, who's right next to mine. And that's how we got caught. They were like, what's going on here? Um, and was this a senior prank? I was like a sophomore. I was oh, like okay. a pretty, I was already in big trouble. Yeah. Like I, I think I had been suspended as a freshman too. Um, my brother was older than me. So I was like already part of the rough crowd. I, I think the, the police officer on, on, at our school accused me. He was like, you're going to sell these on the black market. <laughs> Who's going to buy that? <laughs> I know. I was like, what? It's like the internet barely exists. Like, how am I going to do that even? Spanish textbook. Nobody wants this. I know he was he was really on one but I was like it's cool it'll be fine so they suspended me from school and they were like when you come back to school you can't study Spanish I was like that's amazing so I had to learn two years of German yeah I mean you could have (laughs) stolen all the German books too but I I liked the German teacher guy he was like in his 80s or something like that he was like he was so old I felt bad and also he felt bad for me so he was he was like you're stuck in this class with all these freshmen now as a junior he's like why don't you just write papers like that's what you do you can do term papers instead and I was like that works independent did he, study did he miss the part that you stole all the Spanish books and that's why think, you were there I think he didn't like the lady in the Spanish <laughs> oh, class okay. I think okay. there was the common denominator there was this woman that okay. we both didn't like yeah. so maybe he maybe I did him a solid by <laughs> yeah. putting her through the ringer so you know you're going to get some of that back in spades now. Um, with your- oh, I already am. Yeah. I don't think that they could ever be as bad as me. Like, I honestly, in the back of my mind, whenever my son does something really nasty at school or gets in a fight or something like that, I'm always in the back of my mind thinking like, okay, he can't really like get as far as I did until he's like 
performing petty theft and uh, getting into arguments with teachers and principals and we'll see. My brother was worse than me. Like, uh, I, I will say that my brother was even worse. Um, I, the one story I think is really, this is a long time ago. When, when, when I was 16 years old, I went and picked up my brother from his shift. He was 17 and we worked at the grocery store. We both worked there. And he was like, I have a 30 minute break. Come pick me up uh, in the car uh, and we'll go for a drive. I'm putting up air quotes to yeah. say that going for okay. a drive meant something that uh, I want no, meant something else. Okay. <laughs> so we're driving down Tulane Highway and in the small town where we grew up and uh, we got pulled over by the police oh. and we got really scared because we were like, oh no, we are <laughs> we're probably in trouble. Yeah, right. Am I frozen? Did I freeze? No, no. Okay. Um, so we're pulled over. The police officer came up to our car and she goes, do you know how fast you were going? And I was like, I have no idea. And she's like, you're going 10 miles an hour. The car probably smelled funny. I will say that. Yeah. Um, and my brother is in the, 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 the seat next to me. Um, and uh, the police officer says that we're going 10 miles an hour, which we were surprised by, which sounds like, you know, I think there's a movie with Chris Farley and this happens to them where he's going like five miles an hour. Yeah. And it's because we were doing 10 other things while we were driving. <laughs> um, and the police officer's like, okay, you guys know that you can't be doing this. And she's kind of giving us the once over. And as she's talking to us, my car runs out of gas, like completely oh, no. runs out of gas. <laughs> And she's like, did your car just run out of gas? And my brother and I were like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we were like, we're just dumb kids. Like, so we don't know. Yeah. And she's like, well, why don't you guys, you know, we're, I'm just going to give you a warning. Why don't you figure oh out what you're going to do? Um, <laughs> and we were on this country road. Then we knew the next farm up was actually a friend of ours house. So we're like, can we just run to that house up there? We know those people. And she was like, yes, that's okay. Um, to wow. which my brother and I were like, that's great. So we, we start running up to this house. Um, and as we're running, this friend of ours pulls up and sees us at, running from our own car with a cop behind it, flashing its lights, standing <laughs> by our car, thinking that we are running from the police and yeah. they pick us up and they drive us home. Yeah. Oh boy. So I would imagine you've gotten some trouble after that. No, we just lied. We never, we said nothing happened. You mean you to your parents? We lied our way out of it. Oh boy. <laughs> I think like later we probably told them, but somehow we got back on track and got my brother back to the, I think he lied too and said he was sick to his work or something like that. Oh boy. That was yeah. pretty typical of me and my brother though. We talked a lot about like two boys together and I think like, in wrapping things up my brother was like the real partner in crime like literally committing crimes together um, but we're still really close i think because of that well that's nice thanks I, for having me on yeah it was it was great to have you on sorry about all the technical difficulties oh, that's that we okay. had. it's um, probably my fault well you know it's it's let's just blame zoom it's okay yeah right <laughs> We don't want to make Zoom angry, though. Zoom's our only lifeline during the pandemic. I know, so really. <laughs> we forgive you, Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. It's really nice to meet you. Yeah, and uh, nice love the podcast. You.
and have a great um, have a great show tonight. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. I really had a lot of fun. You can find the Shit That Happens to Me podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts. Email your shit to the shit that happens to me at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And remember, don't be a crumb. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.